Welcome to the Holistic Spirituality Podcast, helping spiritually curious people just like you learn about Reiki, crystals, energy, cards, past lives, and more. I'm your co-host, Avery Thatcher, and me and my good friend, Kathy Zimmerman, are here to demystify the mystical so you can get reliable, practical information that you can trust. If you're ready to embrace all things metaphysical so you can feel better, clear your own energy, and improve your life, you belong here. Let's get started. All right, friends, we're doing another After Dark episode where we talk about all of the wacky, wonderful, and creepy things that we've seen, house clearing and doing energy work and different things. And I'm super excited for this episode because Kathy's sharing a story that I haven't heard yet. So I'm going to be on the edge of my seat with you. So <laughs> story time, Kathy, let's hear it. All right. So um, I think... What um, I'm going to discuss today is something that's actually tied to the land or that particular place. So um, I was in um, White Rock at the time and in this um, older home and uh, everyone had gone to bed and it had this beautiful big picture window that you could overlook the whole ocean. It was on Oxford Hill, if anyone knows White Walk at all. So it was just, oh, it's just stunning. So anyway, it's past midnight. I'm going and I'm looking at the beautiful moon on the ocean. And the hairs start sort of standing up at the back of my neck. And I'm thinking like, what the heck? And just down below from this particular house was a streetlight. And then I noticed that there was a man in shadow standing underneath the streetlight. And at first I just thought, oh, okay, that's what got my spider senses tingling. There's some man out there that's a little shady. But then, you know, your common sense goes in and says, why is he in shadow underneath this full beam streetlight? Because I could see a very distinct silhouette of him. So then it starts, you're there. Oh, something is really not right here. So I'm there and I'm watching him. He appears to be watching me. And I'm just there, okay. Well, this is a little weird, but I'm going to step back from this window and just put that down, mark it in my journal, just say, okay, one for the books. And in this particular house, all the light switches were on the outside of the bedroom. So when you went in, you had to switch off the light first. The room I was staying in was used as an office. So there was actually no bedroom curtains in it. So I get ready for bed. This is still kind of bothering me. I turn out the light. I'm in my sort of makeshift bed in, in the office. And I look up and there is that same silhouette staring at me from the window. <laughs> so um, it was interesting to note that uh, <laughs> over the years, he was, all, he was seen numerous times by three-year-olds, by more adults, definitely all around that property. So I think he was very much tied to that property, maybe as curious about me as I was about him. But uh, 
Yeah, that was definitely our first meeting, not necessarily our last, but it was a little bit of a shock seeing him there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but for some reason, I don't think he was ever allowed to come sort of in the house. So he was always seen outside the house. Mm -hmm. So you never know. <laughs> Oh, that gave me the chillies as I was listening to that. Just like ooh, <laughs> having that thing in the window. So did you ever get to know more about this spirit? I, I never found out who he was for sure. Um, but I think he was kind of actually a guardian of that particular piece of property. So whether he was a previous owner, I don't know. But he seemed very curious about who was on it and um, what you were doing. But saying that, um, really nothing was ever stolen from that property for the people who lived there. So I do wonder if he did sort of keep guard and would make any potential thief maybe feel very, very uncomfortable about mm -hmm. taking anything from there. So hard to say. Fair. So like lesson learned here for people that are listening, not all spirits are bad. Not all of them have like a, a negative intention. So just because they may give you the willies and creep you out doesn't mean that they're there for a bad reason. Exactly. And, you know, on that same sort of train of thought, um, in the past, there have been spirits that, you know, maybe the person had some sort of dementia or whatever, and they weren't able to cross over. So they're stuck over here, but they appear to be quite, you know, they're disturbing you, maybe even a bit violent. But again, maybe they just don't totally know what they're doing they have to cross over so they can be in a better place so yeah I think sometimes we have to give them the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. it's so interesting that you just shared that because that just made me think of a, a friend of mine had a house spirit his name was George and her cats would always follow George around so they would like sit up and watch George walk across the room. They would follow George around the house and like be playing with an imaginary ball and they would both be interacting with it and someone would be throwing it. And my friend would be like, wasn't me, but they did bring somebody in that could like a medium. And they found out that George did have dementia and this was the house that he died in. And he was just thinking that he lived here. Didn't know any different. And he was just this lovely little spirit that was happy to stay. Right, right, for sure. Now, as we both know, not everyone with dementia is maybe nice mm -hmm. and quiet and peaceful. And there might be some that are a lot more noisy or even, you know, maybe even touch you to get attention. Now, um, again, you really got to be careful here because there are as soon as you are starting to be touched by spirits, that's maybe crossing the line. But I am just saying that sometimes people with dementia, they don't know what line to cross. So yeah, mm -hmm. there's sometimes that's around too, or maybe you have uh, have someone in your family or someone that you knew um, that did have dementia, maybe didn't go through the light 
and is trying to contact you to get some help to go through that right now. So yeah, all sorts of stories. And I love the cat yeah, part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the neat thing about spirits is that some of them know how to ask for help and they know that you may not be able to help a spirit move on, but because you're here listening to this podcast episode, they know that you are now talking to people that know how to help a spirit on. So they'll be like starting to try and get your attention to be like, get them to help me, <laughs> help me move. So exactly. just because again, just because spirits are like trying to get your attention doesn't mean that they're trying to harm you. It's just that they're just like, Oh, you're going to learn how to fix it. Help me fix it. Help me fix it. <laughs> or yeah. Or, you know, I have had many people that it's sort of been a surprise because they've come to me with one thing. And as the session has gone on, we found that maybe a cousin or an uncle or someone has committed suicide and it ends up being helping them to cross over instead of dealing with a haunted house that we originally thought that's what we were dealing with. So you're right. There's, it's not always as it seems for sure, which makes it so interesting and every case so unique. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So can you tell us the story of the tea party and then the other bit? Sure. So um, this dark man over the years was sort of seen many times um and one of the times was uh the people who were living there um their little niece was three years old at the time and they had a building back there that they used as sort of a um a storehouse a little bit of a mini boathouse kind of thing and she loved going there and having tea parties and uh, he was going and walking by this little shed one time and heard her talking to someone. And at first he thought it was just her imagination. But after hearing it numerous times, he went and one time he went and asked her about it. And she said that she was having a tea party with the dark man and that he came on numerous occasions and would have tea with her. So that was really cute. He definitely was still around there. And it just wanted to show you that it didn't necessarily have to be dark when he did show himself. And the he also showed himself sort of one stormy kind of night. It was a time where they were drying wetsuits over this uh, clothesline. And before the rain came in, the wind had picked up. He was going and pulling these wetsuits off to get them off the line, because obviously if it rained on them, that would defeat the purpose of drying them. And as he pulled the last wetsuit off, there he was standing in front of them. So a uh, big scream on his part. I think his wetsuits were dropped at in the house yep. went, just very unexpected so I think that was the most scary part is that you just never show knew when he was going to show up and you know but saying that he never heard anyone it seemed like he was just very interested in what they were doing or what you were doing and yeah just sort of wanted to be up close and personal <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to the Holistic Spirituality Podcast. We are so grateful that you're here sharing this space with us. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I invite you to first hit subscribe or follow on the podcast player app that you're listening right now so you'll never miss an episode or an after dark episode. And please take a screenshot right now of you listening to this episode on your phone and share it to your Facebook or Instagram stories so you can help us help more people. Thank you so much again for being here and we'll see you next time.